Hello and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. Our messages are designed to help teach and equip you on your journey to lead people to follow Christ. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage you no matter where you are in your journey towards Jesus. If you have questions, want to talk, or want to learn more about Summit, visit us at summitniles.com. Thank you, Pastor Dan, and uh, I'm honored to always have uh, the privilege when called upon to share God's Word. Uh, The Bible says we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Christ, and the Word of our testimony. This morning, as I was being prayed over, um, it was such a, a gift to hear men of God uplift me to the throne of grace that God would speak through me, that you would hear something that would be a blessing to your life. God knows where you are right now. God knows the stage you're in. You uh, may have just been through a trial. As someone has said, you may be going through one right now. Or in God's sovereignty, you may be getting ready to go into one. But God is going to be there with you because he promises that. He's a loving father. He's a good father. I love the songs that Pastor Chuck um, Prepare for us today. I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. Satan had it in mind, not only for me, I believe for all of us, that we would be slaves to fear our whole lives. But Jesus came to set us free, to give us life, to give us joy, to give us the strength to go through those trials of life and come out on the other side triumphant. Uh, if you would, I'm going to ask Sam if we would put on the, on the screen there a few verses. There's actually uh, 103 verses that tell us in, from the Scripture, do not fear, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Take courage. You're going to be okay because I'm God. I made you. I know how you function. And I'll be able to pull you through this. Even though you think you're at the end of your rope, no, no. I've got you, and when God has us, there's nothing to fear. Um, the message today is that perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love. The love of a perfect father can cast out any and all fears that we may encounter. From childhood, through teenage years, through adult life, through our elderly years, our golden years, uh, till we go and meet him face to face and be welcomed by the precious blood of his son. So I'm going to ask you uh, this morning, in honoring God, if we would stand together and um, we'll read together some of these verses. As I mentioned, there's over 103. We'll just read just a few. Um, 1 John 4, 18, uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whosoever fears has not been perfected in love. The next one is 2 Timothy 1.7. For God gave us fear, but a power and self-control. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And then Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, 
for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hebrews 2.14, since therefore he himself likewise partook of the same things, he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil. Revelation 12.11, and they have conquered the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Perfect love, cast out fear. Please be seated. Perfect love. Perfect love. The love of the Father for his children. What are you fearful of? If I would ask um, one of you to come up here and simply say, what have you been afraid of? What are you afraid of today? What are your fears of the future? I think to one degree or another, uh, we may uh, have the same fears or uh, different fears, but I think uh, anyone who's come out of diapers at one time or another has experienced fear. Now, some of their fear is real, as praise God for our great servicemen, men and women, who take on arms and go into foreign battles to uh, fight for our nation. You know, I was talking with a brother the other day, and we were talking about heroes. And uh, I, I, I just thought about this so many times. And, and may the Lord bless the athletes who give God the glory. May the Lord, um, uh, who is gifted in, with uh, certain talents, um, I'm not trying to take away from that. But my friends, if you really know life and are true to yourself and to life, Someone that takes a pigskin and throws her over a line and somebody else leaps and catches it is not my hero, is not a hero. Someone that takes, you know, a three-point shot five times in a row and makes the basket, I would say that person is practiced, practiced, he's talented. He should rightly be compensated for that. But as far as being a hero, absolutely, positively not. Young 18-year-olds who leave their farms, who leaves their factory, who leave their home and go on and fight for freedom for our nations and for other nations. Those are the true heroes of the faith. And we should always, always, always uplift our veterans, our military personnel, uh, the ones that go on and keep our country uh, safe and honored. Thank you, Lord, for uh, each life that has served, that is serving, that will be serving you, Lord. Uh, as many as soldiers uh, going to battle, fear is almost uh, inevitable. But you are the conqueror, the dispeller of fear. In you, Father God, in your Son, in your Spirit, there's victory. There's never defeat, never fear, never panic button, never wrong. 
And so, Father, help us realize in ourself and our humanity, we do have moments of fear. Bring us through those. Let us abandon our lives in your hands. Surrender to you, as the song says, knowing that you're a, 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 a God who has always been there for us, who has loved, always loved us, who's been faithful and will be faithful to the end. Father, uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, for you are our Lord, our God, and our Redeemer. You know, it's such an encouragement uh, uh, when I walked into the pastor study uh, today and have um, men there, as I was mentioning earlier, pray for me. Uh, but then there's somewhat the other side. I see Tony Sergio in the Narthex area, and he said, Emilio, you're going to be preaching today. I said, yes, Tony, I've been given the honor to do that. He said, well, if I would have known about that earlier, well, I still probably would have came. I, it reminded me of when I was younger, and some of you I shared my story, and I keep going back to we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. I have nothing to tell you, my friends. If, if I don't bring Jesus Christ into our meeting today, and his holiness, his purity, his power to overcome death, his love to die on the cross for all those that have been before us are today. Seven billion of us, they tell us, on this planet. And should God in his sovereignty continue the world to continue in his sovereignty? Many more will come. And Jesus Christ is the only answer to each one of our lives. Doesn't matter where you were born. Doesn't matter how much academia you have or you may not. It doesn't matter where you live, on the good side of town, on the rough side of town. We all need Jesus. And Jesus is available to all. And his blood is able to save to the uttermost all who have faith and believe in him. And so when it comes to sharing with you, what can I share? And then as you could come up here, I would love to hear what God has done in your life. Pastor Dan was mentioning, then, I think on the 11th, you know, the miracles that have happened this year, what our church has experienced, what it's going through, some of the obstacles, some things that had to be overcome, some that are still being prayed for. And then the end of that verse says that they loved them even unto death. I think of that young girl in Columbine who was a Christian. And when that criminal pointed the gun straight at her, demanding that she would deny her Savior, her God. And if she would not, she would see death. She entered glory. She was true to her faith. Somehow God had prepared her for such a moment as that. Prepare your children. I, I thank God for the times my wife did put on the refrigerator and all over the house, Bible verses, signs of encouragement for the children as they were growing up. I encourage you to do that. Our young people need that type of encouragement. They need to know that the, even though there's a, a, a Goliath of a world out there, there's a David that's filled by the Spirit of God who can overcome, who can take that lion on. I was thinking uh, earlier, what are this week as I was preparing for the service, what are some fears that uh, many of us experience collectively and some experience um, individually? And he gave us a list of things that people fear. What are some things that you fear that I fear? People are fearful of storms, of lightning, of hurricanes, of tornadoes. 
rightfully so. People are afraid of snakes, rats, spiders. With all due respect, if anyone in the congregation would have a snake as a pet, you need to see Pastor Dan after the service. <laughs> you need to do that. And I say that humbly, there's a family a member of ours, distant family member, very distant, even in location, that has taken up that. Um, what are people afraid of? Heights. Are you afraid of heights? I've been afraid of heights since I was young. Uh, in fact, one time uh, there was a call, a burglary taking place in a commercial building in downtown South Bend. And as a young officer, I made the scene first, which I was glad that I made the scene first. But I was not glad that the firefighters had placed the ladders against the building and I was to go up first. I didn't want to go up. I was fearful to go up. Uh, maybe to save ego or pride, I did go up. But that's the time when you ask Jesus. Jesus, will you come with me? God, will you help me? Lord, I'm afraid of what's coming my way. But you said not to fear because with you I can become an overcomer. I can overcome fear. What are um, a, a nice, gentle, uh, encouraging couple came to Sherry and I after uh, the service uh, to just encourage us in, in our sermon, in, in our message, and also um, commented on how they've been enjoying coming to church here for the last, uh, for the last month. And um, just in, um, in sharing what are some things that affect them. The, the young man was from the Chicago area where I grew up. He knew exactly where Harlem Avenue is. Um, what are things that you're afraid of flying? Some people are afraid of darkness. Are you afraid of the dark? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that walketh with me shall have the light of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Even though you would be dead, yet you shall live if you believe in me. In fact, if you believe in me, you will never die. When you have promises like that, you can overcome fear. Fear of enclosures. I don't know about you, and I'm sharing my fears with me today and some of the victories that God has brought me through. So as you look at me and I share with you, you probably may chuckle and say, wow, that guy was a fearful guy. He grew up with fear. And sadly, that's very, very true. My daughter, Rachel, um, is encouraging um, my wife and I at times to listen to this audio, a book on audio. It's called uh, Heinz Feet. And it really tells the story of how Jesus takes us through life to overcome fear. And the name of uh, the main character except Christ himself is this little girl who grows up to be a teenager, a young lady, and she's afraid. In fact, her name is Much Afraid. And I thought as I was listening to that, wow, I have been that a lot of my life. And people say, and I say, but how did you survive the mafia? How did you survive being a police officer? How did you survive the streets of Chicago? How did you survive being abandoned as a child, left at the altar on your wedding day? How did you survive living a truck crash that put me in the hospital for days and weeks and the body cast him up? The answer is I didn't survive it. I did not survive it. I would have died and died and died and died and died and died over and over. Christ in me. 
What a gift that orphanage gave me. What a gift you can give your children. Christ is going to be with you the rest of this journey. He was with you when him and the Father and the Spirit were deciding to create you. You're unique. You're the only one that has, we find out today, your DNA. You're precious in his eyes. He cares for you. How much more can he show you, can he show me how much he loved us when he came and left heaven to die a criminal cross? The love of Christ, no human tongue can really tell. And still, as one um, um, printing book that's a printing a publishing uh, company that's in our area, in fact, if you can support um, the ministry in Goshen, Indiana, um, Sherry, what is the name? Uh, uh, I'm thinking they, they put out those booklets. Mission, thank you so much. World Missionary Press. Thank you so much. Yes, they, they drop shift the word of God all over the world. And when I say drop shift, while the plane is in the air, these boxes are coming down uh, and actually uh, bringing the word of God uh, to people who don't know Jesus. And I remember when I was younger, my wife and I, through a church that we were part of in South Bend, we had the honor to serve there. And one of the titles was, Who Am I That a King Would Die in My Place? I mean, if I had to pick for myself, I grew up out of wedlock. I grew up in an orphanage. Rejection, abandonment was part of my life. I didn't finish high school for various circumstances. Actually, my name is not my real name, my last name. And so you may say, who would die for you? And still Jesus Christ came to save the lost. He came for the poor. He came that the gospel would be preached to those whom the world did not seem that they were worthy of. Who am I that a king would die in my place? Who are you, respectfully, that God would send his son? If he loved us that much, what else can he do for us to show us how much he loves us? That means no matter what comes our way, he's going to be with us. Amen. Being, boy, this is one that uh, surprised me, but I thought of that on my own. Uh, when I was younger, being buried alive. Anybody afraid of being buried alive? I, ha I had not. People are afraid of, I'm afraid still at my age today, of being in an elevator if two or three seconds after we come to the floor, it doesn't open. In fact, I was telling the congregation earlier today that when I was a young officer, I was asked to transport certain prisoners from uh, South Bend jails to the county jail. And I did that. Everything went fine. On the way out, and we're in a basement. The elevator comes. I get in. First it hesitates for quite a while. Then it moves. Then the door, we, we hit the floor, but the door does not open. And I'm there in uniform thinking, this door's got to open. I am going to start shooting if this door doesn't open. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't have been what read in the South Bend Tribune. Officer loses it because the elevator door doesn't open. My friends, that's my testimony. I lived it. And what do I do in times like that? I ask God still to come and help me. And look at the power of God. I've been afraid of enclosures since I was a tiny uh, young boy. My mom, Lord bless her memory, a great mother who left the native country of Italy, didn't know how to speak the language, lived in a basement in Chicago, did not buy a five-cent pop, to get my brother and I out of an orphanage. 
So I honor the memory of my mom. But when my dad left her and my older brother and I, she was disgraced, abandoned. Uh, she was shamed. Uh, people thought she was going to become a woman of the streets. Because in Italy, there is no government help. There is no single mother. The government does not help someone with two little children whose husband had left. The state doesn't help. The county or the village does not help. But mom persevered. But at times, I think she just got too frustrated with me. I would always hang on to her apron, and uh, she had work to do. And once in a while, she just put me in the cellar and shut off the light. And for a young four-year-old boy to have that happen, that starts instilling fear, fear of the darkness, fear of alone, fear of the unknown. Is mom going to forget me down here? But look at the power of God. As a young 28-year-old officer, I was severely injured in the line of duty working for South Bend. Somehow in God's sovereignty, I was placed in traction for days and weeks and almost two months in Memorial Hospital. If you would have came to see me, I looked like a cartoon. I had one leg up in the air, weights over the side of the bed, a figure eight around my neck, uh, part of my shoulder, and then my arm was casted and plated, and I would be laying like that day in and day out. Sherry actually, praise God for her, she took care of everything. And then later on, thinking I would go home in a walking cast, they sent me home in a spike of body cast, which wraps around your chest and down one leg all the way to the toes. And I thought, after I went through that, God pulled me through it. I wasn't afraid. I couldn't move. I was immobilized for days and weeks and months. But that's the difference when you're on your own, and that's the difference when Christ is with you. Major, tremendous difference. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. The peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts, my heart, your mind, my mind, on him. When we're stayed on Christ, fear is dispelled. Fear comes to a point of combating a force greater than fear. And that's Christ in Christ alone. And so what a joy for us who believe to know that whatever fear we may have encountered, God has the answer. Whatever we're going through, God will go through it with us. You think of the Hebrew children whom the furnace was made hotter and hotter and hotter. And the king said, fine, throw him in. Can you imagine being there and seeing that scene? These three young Hebrews being thrown into a furnace with fire being made hotter and hotter that the soldiers couldn't even get close to it. And then all of a sudden the king says, didn't we throw three in? Who is that, that fourth person? That fourth person is the son of God. He was with them through that time. He'll be with us no matter what fear God allows to come our way. Let's remember too, I learned this in later years and I'm thankful for the spirit of God through a, a TV program or a pastor. Uh, someone shared these things, whatever you consider tragedies, would not have happened to you had the Father God in his holy knowledge knew that there was a way to escape him or a way to be able to go through them and bear them. God could have kept any tragedy that you say in your life from happening if he didn't see that he could use that tragedy for a blessing to you. The Bible says in all things give thanks. 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Not for all things. You know, when the officers came to the door at 6 in the morning and told my wife that her husband had been in an accident, my wife didn't start rejoicing. She was obviously concerned. But even through that as a young 21, 22-year-old girl with a baby in her womb and a baby in her arms, she was able to be carried through that time. God promises. His promises are true. God doesn't make promises that he cannot keep. We make promises sometimes, whether it's a covenant promise, whether it's a promise to the children to take them to the Barron County Fair. Things come up, we don't take them. We didn't mean not to do that, but things out of control got in our way. But when God promises, his promises are yes and amen. No one, no one in heaven or hell is able to say no to what the Father, the Son, and the Spirit agree on. And what they agree on is that we're made in his image. We're redeemed by his blood. And we can live a victorious life, not a victim mentality. I think we need to be careful. We're going more and more into a nation that we're all victims. And to some degree, some may be and may have been and still are victims. But Christ can take us from the victim mode into the victor mode. We overcomers. We sang that today. Jesus said in Revelation 21, 7, He that overcometh shall be my son, and I will be his God. There's another Bible verse that says, you know, I don't want you to be fearful. Because people who constantly live in fear are not living in perfect love. If you knew your pastor truly loved you, that he would be willing to give his life for you, and he would have proven that, would you be fearful of his love? It's been exemplified. But if you doubt, and that's what Satan comes to do, puts doubt. Yeah, but that verse is not for you. Yes, it is for me. If it's in the scripture, I'm going to claim it. And God is going to honor that. You know, there was a song uh, back in the year 2000 that um, I believe it was uh, John Montgomery, uh, Michael Montgomery sang about a little girl. Uh, the song actually was named Little Girl. And it talked about this young couple, a young man whom through whatever experiences he had in life uh, was just spending all his money on alcohol and uh, drugs and fighting with his wife and his wife in tears and him leaving the house, not coming back till the next morning. And they only had this one little girl. And she was witnessing all this. And then one day out of... In a fit of rage, the young man killed his wife and killed himself. And the young girl was hiding behind, just a little girl, not a young girl, very young five-year-old girl, um, was hiding behind the couch. And so they didn't have any family. A family from outside the area came and uh, became her foster parents. And where she lacked love, this family gave her love. Where she lacked attention, care, uh, she had never heard of God. She had never went to church. She never read the Bible. Her parents, sadly, were too lost. And when she went to this new town, uh, the new family took her to Sunday school. And she sat down. She asked the teacher, she said, that man on that cross, he got off the cross. He was with me, holding me behind the couch when my mommy and daddy died. When someone goes through that tragedy, and I hope it wasn't a true story, 
Although in the world that we live in today, sadly, that is more than a true happening. That happens when people are out of their minds because of uh, alcohol, because of drugs, because of demon oppression, demon possession. There are uh, many reasons why people would become so illogical as to commit the kind of crimes that we see. And let us not for a moment think that we're, you know, an inch above them. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, I think Pastor said today, where would we be? Where would each one of us be? Would we be here in church? This is a gift, brothers and sisters. It's a gift to be here today. It's a gift to worship and honor the King of kings and Lord of lords. It's a gift to be able to fellowship together with other believers. It's a gift to hear the word of God, which is infallible. As I said earlier, whatever you see in me, forgive me for my failures, for my fears, whatever you see in me that makes you think of God, praise his name and praise his name forever. For nothing is impossible with him. He can do all things. Moses had fear of public speaking. He didn't want to go. Elijah, after the great battle with the prophets of Baal, this woman tells him, by tomorrow you're going to die, Elijah. And he takes off scared. How does a man like Elijah, so courageous, become a fearful man? His eyes got off of Jesus and got to, to himself. How did Peter, when you think of the apostle Peter, it's a true story, it's in the Bible. Jesus, if it's you, can I walk on the water with you? Jesus said, Peter, come. And so he's walking on the water. He's actually walking on the water. It's impossible, except it's ordained by the hand of God. And what does he do? Instead of keeping his eyes on Jesus, he looks around and he probably thought, what am I doing? And I can't be doing this. He starts falling. He starts failing. He starts drowning. But don't you love Jesus? He extends his hand out as he's drowning and he lifts him up. He doesn't say, well, I guess you didn't trust me enough. You might as well drown. Oh, what a loving parent. What a great God that we serve. Praise his name forever. You know, Gideon, Gideon is known as a man of mighty valor, a courageous man. I can picture this Gideon hiding, taking care of the, the wheat, and the angel of the Lord appears to him and calls him a great, great mighty warrior. And Gideon says, sir, out of all the Israelites, I am, my family is the least of the Israelites' family. And out of everybody in my family, I am the one who's most afraid of all. I'm the least of them. What can God do with a, with a life that's consecrated to him, that's given to him, that believes in him, that truly, truly, what would you do? I say that to myself. Emilio, if you truly believe who God is, which I want to, if you truly believe who his son is, his spirit is, why are you afraid when he calls you to do something? Why do you fret and worry? How many millions of dollars and I didn't even want to look it up on the internet. I almost didn't want to know. How many millions and billions of dollars are spent today because of worry, because of fear, because of anxiety? How many counselors' offices are backed up a week or two or a month or two? Some churches, I've heard, are not even able to help some of the needs because they're overwhelmed. Pray for our leaders. Pray for courage, for strength, 
for perseverance, for abandoning even themselves in God's hands because they're human beings like us. And they get tired. They get overwhelmed. They need the grace of God in their lives to uplift them. You know, personal testimony, when um, God called us from ministry in a small uh, church um, in Union, Michigan, my wife and I started traveling, trying to find a, a, a home church. And uh, we traveled in different churches. Praise God. Just about all of them love Jesus and uh, beautiful worship. We just um, kept traveling. Is there something out there that really fits us? And our daughter, who um, uh, came here from Kansas City from the mission field, said, Dad, when we go to Lake Michigan, there's a church there on River Road. Why don't you guys try that? And we did. And friends, this is my testimony about the man that I admire and I serve under his leadership as he follows Christ, like Paul said. One, in one of his sermon, Pastor then said, I found myself at 2, 3 in the morning with face on the ground in my living room or dining room. Nobody's up, just me, and I'm crying out to God. And the Spirit of God, I felt, said to me, that's a man you can be under his leadership. If he can be alone with no eyes watching him, and he's crying out to God, and he knows that his help is from God and God alone, otherwise he may be done. When I hear and have the honor of me with Pastor Dan once in a while and see his tears over the congregation, over what's happening in the world, let's pray, pray for our leaders and for their call to do. Sometimes you also get mixed up in life and we think that our purpose is God's purpose. No, we have to find out what God's purpose is for our lives. Not trying to get God to agree with the purpose that we have. It's hard to do, but that's the only way that we can truly find true freedom. Um, I wish I'd have more time to share more stories. I like to share some personal stories. But above all, I want you to go back and look at the men and women in the Bible, Esther, just a young lady who was called to do something that could have cost her life. And she did it for the sake of God and his people, the Jews. What is God going to call you to do? You know, during COVID, it was a tough time, a very difficult time. I remember, as I mentioned earlier today, I remember our grandchildren coming over our house and whether you say, good, Emilio, you followed protocols or what the law was saying, or whether you say, there you go, being a chicken again or being fearful. I remember those little kids coming around the windows in the living room and actually looking in and waving at grandpa and grandma. I bring it up just for one point. It doesn't really matter today if that was right or wrong. What matters is there may be times coming our way in God's sovereignty. These may be the, the time that um, the early labor pains are coming unto the world. And God said the world is going to become a lost place, a place of disrespect for authority. Do you see that? Dishonor of the elderly. No obedience whatsoever to a mom and a dad. Doing what's best for them and doing it how they feel and when they want it done. That's not of the Father. There's just a rebellious spirit. Let's encourage our young people today for times to come. And how can you encourage them? Get them in the word of God. Pray with them. Let them have a relationship with Jesus. You know, that's one thing 
I thank God for. That in that orphanage I learned, you mean I can talk to God and he will listen to me? And I can really tell him whatever is troubling me? Folks, God knows you whether you tell him or not. He knows you through and through. How beautiful to sit down and say, Father, can I come to your throne? Can you hear my heart? Can you show me the way? Can you show me the way that leads to honor you and to be a blessing to people? I'm honored today just to be able to share Jesus with you and what he has done for me. Uh, would you please come up um, our, for our closing songs? When we think of the greatest sacrifice and we think of the greatest fear, do you remember our Savior? Not as God, but as human flesh in the garden knowing that he would take our sins, the sins of the world, to the point that he sweated blood. Have you ever been under so much stress? I have been under some type of fear stress where actually I passed out. I've been under fear stress where I would curl over just my stomach in knots for whatever was troubling me at that time, which some I remember, some I don't. But Jesus, 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 he knew what he had to go through. He knew that he would take on the sins of the world and still was obedient to his Father. Not my will, but yours, Father. Hold my hand, and I will be with you, the Father says, throughout your lifetime. And then I will bring you to live with me forever. I've got a beautiful palace, a beautiful home waiting for you. You will be with me throughout eternity. Thank you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, for the promise that we have. Hallelujah for our God, the Lord God omnipotent reigns and fear has been defeated. Thank you for joining us for this message from the Summit Church Podcast. Again, if you have questions, visit us at summitniles.com. Now go and be the church in the world.